Greetings from Hannibal, Missouri. And welcome to Rivertown Review, the podcast. An informative and hopefully entertaining look at all things Hannibal. With Megan Rapp. People tend to come, visit, they like it here, they move here. And Harold Smith. In our biased viewpoint, this part of the country, this community, is an excellent place to be from. And now, Rivertown Review, the podcast. Welcome to episode 28 of the Rivertown Review podcast. I'm Harold Smith. Wow, and I'm Megan Rapp, and I'm standing in awe of the fact that we've done 28 and the fact that the little fuzzy thing on your microphone just fell off. <laughs> my, yeah, my, uh, my little, uh, yeah, little uh, windscreen there just uh, fell completely completely off of there, which it will do occasionally. Pretty sure little fuzzy thing is the technical. Term. Welcome to our front porch. <laughs> uh, we, we had a review one time, first review we ever got. Um, we, they talked about uh, being, you know, it's sounding, uh, sounding like two friends sitting on their front porch just talking about the day's events. And Megan was exuberant and I'm easy. Um, no, that wasn't the exact term. Uh, it was talked about a combination of Megan's exuberance and Harold's ease behind a microphone. That's yes. what it was. I was I'm like, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that, yeah. I don't remember that part. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the uh, exuberance comes from my coffee and the ease behind the microphone comes because you've been doing this for a hundred years. Yeah, exactly. Not a hundred, but almost. <laughs> We're honoring year bicentennial next year too, <laughs> That's Carol. right. Uh, only about 47 actually, but uh, you know, which is a very long time ago. Uh, and we greet you from the, and we we're, um, we'll introduce you to our guest here in a moment. We're getting her, you know, the, um, uh, the crib notes on uh, getting her up to speed on Rivertown review one Oh one here. Uh, coming- also acclimated to the fact that we're in a very cold oh. area right now mm-hmm. um, as we record this in not yet December. Yeah. Almost. Snow. Yeah. I am. I am already sick of winter and it's not <laughs> even December yet as, as this is recorded, understanding that people could be listening to this at any time of the year since everything is, everything is posted on there. But we also come to you through the, uh, fr- at the uh, intersection of ignorance and confidence, uh, because a Mark Twain quote that has become our mantra, uh, is, uh, all you need in life is ignorance and confidence and success is sure. And, um, and Megan's got Megan's the confident one, and so that you know. Uh, um, I think we share the confidence. You're, uh, you're oh, an award winner from uh, it, many something like that. Many yeah, things. yeah, you've got award winners in your family. Uh, yeah, so anyhow, we both share the confidence uh, and the ignorance in equal measure. Absolutely, it is. It is a partnership to be sure. That is right. And uh, last time we discussed we just had our little our front porch discussion right no, um, last time we talked about last time was jim waddell was jim waddell mm-hmm. the time before uh, was a front porch discussion and this time um i don't know should we should we we guess we could also theme this as a um in the season of giving spirit sure yeah which so i just did giving. we have we and, and we're going again with the theme mm-hmm. of the yeah and our 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 overarching umbrella mission statement is if you have never been to Hannibal we'd like for you to come if you've been to Hannibal we'd like for you to come back and if you're thinking about relocating then uh, we'd like for you to think about coming here uh Caitlin Smith let's introduce Caitlin first of all Caitlin welcome thank you and uh, she is here uh as part of uh, a group of young people uh, that is assisting uh, our friends at Douglas Community Services with some projects. We are, as this is being recorded, we are in the Christmas season, 
and uh, you are working with first of all you are working with a one of the neatest ladies we know in stacy nicholas it's very true yes she's an awesome sponsor for us yes and uh, uh talk first of all you are part of um americorps but but more than that talk about uh what uh, you the the group that you're a part of that you're the actually you're the leader of yeah, so I'm the team leader for an AmeriCorps NCCC team, which is the National Civilian Community Corps. And we travel around in teams of 8 to 12 for 10 months doing short-term service projects to strengthen communities and develop leadership. And we work on projects such as food security, education, construction, uh, environmental work, and some disaster relief projects. Mm-hmm. So, talk, so talk about uh, your work with Douglas Community Service. So we're working with two different main programs for Douglas, one being Toys for Tots. Um, we're helping them with sorting, collecting, distributing, and running toy drives for their program. They're hoping to give out toys to about 1,500 kids this year. And we're also working with their Super Suppers program, which is providing meals for after-school activities for middle school and high school students. And they're hoping to feed about 500 kids. Now, that's I think that's a fairly new program, the, the after-school program, it, it, is it not? Yes, I believe it started up in September. Okay, okay, yeah. I, as if they don't have enough to do at Douglas Community Services. I mean, goodness gracious, what, what an umbrella that they, they have out there. Um, and you talk and you talk about uh, AmeriCorps, and you talked about uh, the the CCC part of it. That is kind of a, a a rebirth of something from many years ago. Yeah, uh, it's we're modeled after the CCC of the earlier 1900s, I believe, the 30s. 1930s, the Civilian Conservation Corps was the exact name of that. And uh, um, prior to this podcast, uh, Caitlin and I uh, did uh, a few minutes uh, on the radio uh, talking about this. And uh, Megan, I've already mentioned to her the the CCC um, uh, connection as far as the 1930s are concerned. And I knew about one of the things, but uh, you were telling me about another couple of uh, Civilian Conservation Corps projects. Yeah, they they built Clements Field. Mm -hmm. They also built what is now known as the Boyhood Home Gift Shop, which is the stone building right beside the Boyhood Home. Um, And that was, I want to say it was in like 1934 five because that would have been the hundredth anniversary of Mark Twain's birth. Uh-huh. And so that was and that was the original museum. So you'll find people in Hannibal that actually will call that building the old museum. Um, that's because that was originally the museum for the Boyhood Home when they kind of reopened it. And then there's a stone wall behind the Boyhood Home and now it has these archways that you can go in um, and go into the interpretive center. Um, but that stone wall was also built by the CCC, and it's because where the interpretive center is now, that used to be a lumber yard, and so the stone wall was actually um, a fire protection wall, so that if the lumber yard caught fire, um, the rest of Main Street wouldn't. <laughs> to put it, to put it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, when when I think of, of what used to be at the where the interpretive center is now, of course, I think of. Pizza King? Pizza King, you betcha. <laughs> Pizza King and then Casano's, that's right. Mm, that's that's what used to be there, but now it's now it is the interpretive center and we'll we'll maybe maybe talk about that a little bit because that's something that's near and dear to Megan's heart as well. Mm, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. a little bit. Matter of fact, I I was telling you, Caitlin was telling us that's one of the things that they're looking forward to that they haven't done yet as far as the Mark Twain experience is, is the interpretive center. Many, many moons ago when I was in grad school, I was a research assistant for the exhibit that is in the interpretive center now. So 
there you go. You can see my fingerprints all over there. Not really. It's just a lot of Mark, a lot of Mark Twain's own words. We let him tell his own story in that one. It's but, neat uh, how that works. Yes, he, he can do it a lot better than anybody else can, <laughs> especially. Don't get. Oh, you, go ahead. Say huh? say you want to say his name, then that name of which we only speak of in with gritted teeth. No, no, I, I refuse. He's dead to me. I refuse uh, to say okay. his name now. Get her started on Val Kilmer. <laughs> We did a whole episode, or most of an episode. Val Kilmer tried, try, tries doing Mark Twain, and the fact that his his one man shows. Uh, when you see the 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 show bill for it, and it says written by Val Kilmer, eh, you know that's a that's a showstopper right there. Because anybody that does Mark Twain does not write their own stuff. All they've got to do is do Mark Twain stuff. Quote him correctly. That's another thing. Yeah. And then, of course, there was the day that Val Kilmer was supposed to be here. And what? As a fundraiser for the Mark Twain Museum, and they sold tickets for it. And he didn't show up, even though he was only an hour and a half away, because he, quote unquote, wasn't feeling it. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> just saying. Or just, just saying. You yeah. know, the fact that you think you can do Mark Twain and never have visited his boyhood home and not actually use his own words, I don't. Like I said, don't get me started. Don't, no, don't. However, what the, the other the burning question, because that, like I said, that just dead to me. Yeah. So you are from New York. Yes, I am. And and yet, no, 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 no fun New Yorker accent. Uh, p- some people think I have a Long Island accent. I personally don't, but. <laughs> so, I don't. so 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 where so whereabouts in New York? I'm from Long Island, about Long, a half hour east Long, of New York City. Long Island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a little something I didn't really notice it before, but now yeah, there, there's a there's a little bit. They're not a New Yorker. No, you're not one of those. No, no not there's a whole di- that's a whole different thing. New York and Long Island. Oh yeah, yeah. we're yeah. our own place. That's, that's right. And, and act- see, just like just like see, Long Islanders want to remind you, yes, they're their own place. Midwest, we do the same thing. Like, hey, we're here. You don't just yeah. fly Hi. over us to get to California or to yeah, New York to get to the coasts. Yeah. As a matter of fact, of course. Mark Twain has a New York connection. He yes, is. He's buried in Elmira. He's buried in Elmira, New York. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So there is there is that connection there. The, so you can come to his boyhood home, and then when you head back, you know, home for around you know the holidays, you can you know take a road trip to Long Island. You can see where he started and where he's where, where the beginning, <laughs> the beginning and the end. And of course, you want to see where the rest of the rest of the Clemens family is buried. You go to Mount Olivet Cemetery, which is just right up as he points to the south, just right up here. You know, the rest of the family is buried in Hannibal. Um, and of course, we we're regaling Caitlin with all of this stuff. And of course, she is the guest, and we're here to to, to learn uh, what what she is doing. And you uh, talk about the group that you have with you, the AmeriCorps group that you have. Yeah, so I have an awesome team of nine. Core members right now. We're 18 to 24 year olds. We're from all over. I have two from Illinois, uh, two from Florida, Mississippi, a Maine, a Maryland, Pennsylvania, and a North Carolina. So we're kind of from all over. We all come from different uh, backgrounds and came to AmeriCorps for different reasons and are at different points. Like some people are out of high school, some are out of college, like myself. Some are kind of in between, just figuring it out, and we're all loving it. So th- and this is your second year. Yeah, so I did another year um, previously also within the Southwest region. I was in Missouri for three months in southern Missouri, Mountain View. I was in Oklahoma for six weeks, and I was in two different state parks in Arkansas for six weeks each. 
Mm-hmm. Where whereabouts in Arkansas? Uh, I was at Petty Jean State Park and Mississippi River State Park. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've spent some time in in, nor, in northwest Arkansas, but that's you know that's a whole not too far from uh, Buffalo River that that area uh, over there, be- beautiful part of the country. But. So, do you find that most of the um, I, you said obviously you came from from different places? Mm-hmm. Do people come from more from uh, metropolitan areas, rural areas, a mix of both? Uh, I would say a decent mix. I've met plenty of people in the program. There's about over 200 of us that just came in in the same term year and uh, on the campus so I've met people that are from you know they have farms at home and then there's people like me that live in suburbia and very close to each other and very close to the city and people that are from bigger cities like Los Angeles and stuff like that so well and you mentioned came in together I'm assuming that they don't just like say hey thanks for joining and then ship you out immediately there's hopefully some some training involved. Yeah, so as a team leader, we have about three weeks of training before all the core members get there, the rest of the core. It's called team leader training. And then the rest of the core arrived in October, what we call CTI or Core Member Training Institute. And they have about three and a half weeks of training about more in depth of what the program is, what their expectations are, and um, just to get ready for the service year. Um, Do you have any... Um, and the reason, the only reason I ask this halfway intelligently is because my sister-in-law is currently um, in the Peace Corps, and I know that one of her requirements is to do a, a blog about her experiences. So do you have any, um, you or your team members, have any responsibility in terms of um, social media or when you get back having to do a certain mem- number of like presentations to groups? or? Yeah, so when we're out in the field, which is mm-hmm. what we can call it, um, on our spike, we... On our first few days here, we have to send out a press release to local newspapers to get the word out that we're here and explain what we're doing and explain the program overall. We also do different media stuff, taking over Instagram for our uh, the AmeriCorps in general, not our campus. We don't have a specific one. And just releasing different pictures and videos of us working with captions. And when we go back to campus, we do um, a debrief of what we did over the last project. And that's for our staff and the rest of the Corps, as well as some sponsors will come back to see them and local community members can come in to see them. So um, I know you've been, so you've been, you're at about the halfway point here in Hannibal now? Yeah. Um, So what is, what is something that um, you're really proud of having accomplished so far or something that you still want to really accomplish? So, so far we've collected a few thousand toys already, which has been awesome. Um, we're really looking forward to collecting more as well as our last day here. We're supposed to be distributing toys. So that's going to be like kind of full circle. We went from collecting and sorting and then being able to actually help families shop for these toys for their families. Yeah. Do they know where that will be held yet or i don't know which well, they, of course it has to be a super secret location well I mean. of course yeah i see if the uh, you know santa um, they you know trying to be a personal shopper and secret santa and all of this kind of thing yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. let people know about that no stuff beforehand no goodness what was i thinking that's like <laughs> asking santa where he keeps his sleigh oh no 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 wrong of me <laughs> the fact that you've collected several thousand toys and refresh my memory the toys for tots those are all brand new or or in brand new condition uh so they're brand new and unwrapped toys <laughs> brand new unwrapped toys we've already collected several thousand yes that's amazing. as well as books and stocking stuffers and all that <laughs>
Thank you for joining us for the Hannibal Rivertown Review Podcast. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. We want to remind you that if you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Also, for comments and suggestions, you can email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com and visit us at rivertownreview.com and Rivertown Review on Facebook. As you say, you, you get on the tail end of that and to make this more of a shopping experience for those people that are going to benefit from this. You, you, as I say, you're their, their personal shoppers. You help them with, with what, uh, what they might need to, to get for their kids. Yeah. So we're really looking forward to that day. Kind of, like I said, making it a full circle, you get to see it all and get to actually have more interaction with the people that are being affected or benefiting from our service work. So it's great to see that firsthand. Well, yeah. And since this is your second year, you've, this is obviously not, second year or second time in Hannibal, but you've had those experiences before um, in other uh, yeah, things so that you've done. I did a lot of environmental work last year in construction, mm-hmm. so I did some trail building in Arkansas, and with that you're able to see firsthand the people that are using these trails in the state parks and stuff. And then you know, when I was in Mountain View, we were doing construction on a house that's going to help combat transgenerational poverty in the area. Wow. So it's, it's, it's beginning stages, but you also, speaking with the sponsor, you kind of get an idea of who it's going to help in the community. Yeah. Now you're, uh, your, your team, uh, you, you're based in Colorado. Yes. We're based out of Aurora for the Southwest region. Mm-hmm. So we're, so we're, we're, in, we're a Southwest region then. Uh, yeah. So this is included in the Southwest region, even if it okay. might not be. <laughs> uh, so we serve nine states. Whatever. I mean, it works. Hey, Missouri, Missouri was in the Confederacy. So, so why not? Yeah. yeah, we were we were occupied during the Civil we War by occupied. Union forces, so you know we can, we can be South. <laughs> sure enough, yeah, it but, works. but don't get people from the South started on Kentucky. I heard a discussion on that one time. When it comes to the states they consider to be the South, they got no problem with Missouri, but Kentucky has no business being in the South. That, that that's what people from that's what true Dixie people will tell you, uh, at least according to, to what what I saw. See, in my other in my 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 travel life mm-hmm. it's always people from the north view missouri as south and people from the south view missouri as the north yeah there you go we're kind of the cut <laughs> we're this weird little conglomeration it's like nobody wants us but, <laughs> but americorps wants us and if yeah, you want us in the little. south then by golly if we're if, if the americorps says we're southwest then by golly we are we are southwest <laughs> and there'll be a lot of kids that are very excited about <laughs> being included in the southwest because it sounds like you guys have done an amazing job oh definitely now you talk about the being the cross-section uh you're you're more more come from an urban background and you've got a cross-section of kids for those of you for whom uh you of course as you say you spent time in arkansas and that that kind of thing i'm thinking about uh, any kind of culture shock and any of you guys are running into? Um, for me personally, no. I grew up spending a lot of summers in Pennsylvania, not the Southwest, but a little <laughs> more country than where I'm from. <laughs> so for me, I haven't really noticed anything. It's just great to see the subculture that um, Hannibal has within the U.S. So everybody's just been loving getting to know every all the different people here and the stories behind it, like Mark Twain, you guys are super proud of it. <laughs> and personally, I don't know a ton about Mark Twain, but we did start a little book club to read the first uh, Adventures of Tom Sawyer. So we're all trying to learn a little bit more and 
see what Mark Twain's all about. Nice. And I also heard that you have discovered the finest coffee and Wi-Fi. Yes. Love Java Jive. The first day we went in there, everybody usually asks, you know, what we're doing. We're a group of 10 people that nobody's ever seen before in a small town, and we walk in together. Uh, so I explained to them that we would be living there quite often on the weekends, doing some paperwork and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, you, you, and everybody else within a uh, however many mile radius. Yeah, definitely. yes, travelers, we love Java Jive, especially since I, I wish. Uh, hopefully, by the time you're listening to this podcast, it will be different. But if you have Verizon, AT and T, or uh, what's the other big one that's on the East Coast? Uh, T-Mobile. T-Mobile. If you are on Main Street, your self service is kaput it's we you know we have lovely hills and beautiful bluffs along the river and the thing that that be- those beautiful bluffs do is block cell service like a beast <laughs> oh, so, yeah. even, so the even, wi-fi yeah. at java jive is beloved by a lot of people who can't get data service on their cell phones oh yeah i mean even 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 you know cellular service i mean i used to have at&t and forget it in this building, just oh man, that, that that thing would wear its battery out every day. I'm trying to find the signal. Oh, I can't, and now I'm out of battery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Don't even don't even try. So yes, no. Java Jive has been the home away from home <laughs> for many, many, many a traveler through Hannibal. So definitely, including the ten of us. Uh, oh yes, it, I was gonna say when you say like ten people, that you know, honestly, they probably really didn't even bat an eye. And I, my guess is they were like, cool. Yeah, here's our, here's our tables. Go for it, you know. Because between the college we have here and, uh, like I said, the travelers, especially during the summer, you get we get people from at least seventy countries every year that come to Hannibal. Wow. So, Java Jive is the hub of. You never know who you're going to meet. Uh, yeah. That, that's oh yes, it yeah it is. Uh, many many of the world's problems have been solved uh, there <laughs> over the years, and it's just it's that and that's the whole idea. Um, you know those. Uh, uh, they, Katie and uh, her crew and everybody just does, does quite a job. That's, that's what I told her earlier. I said, coffee and pastries and free Wi-Fi. Yeah. Wi-Fi. It's yeah. a winning combination. <laughs> caffeine, pastry, caffeine, carbs, and Wi-Fi. You have got, <laughs> oh my gosh, that is the recipe for heaven on earth right there. Yes. Uh, yeah. That sounds like a, sounds like a, sounds like the name of a book. Actually, somebody needs to write. Actually, that's going to be my memoir, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's it. Now we know. Uh, uh, although I did just read something that said that um, a diet high in carbohydrates helps prevent dementia. Uh, and so I immediately text my sister and I was like, we are doing it right. <laughs> we are preventing dementia because yes, right. our loves of, love of carbs is kind of unparalleled. So. Okay. So. But we digress. And we do that a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah. Digression is our, that's our middle name around here. Uh, but it, it, but that's, that's the Mark Twain. Uh, we, we, we rationalize that by saying that that is the way Mark Twain tells stories. He just kind of goes. It wasn't about the destination. It was really more about the long and winding journey. If you really want to get some, a good idea for Mark Twain, I would recommend maybe doing some of his short stories. So like he has a lot of, of books that will have, you know, different, different short stories in them. And it gets a sense of his humor. Um, Tom Sawyer, he says, was a, was a childhood, um, you know, it was written for boys or, or children or anyone who had ever been a child, basically. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is written as a children's book. Some of his humor is in some of his short stories and might be a little bit more interesting for a 
not more interesting, but it might be another dimension of a of a book club. Yeah, he yeah, and Lord knows there's enough stuff out there for you know, talk about well a a prolific author. Uh, they still haven't finished cataloging his letters. They uh, started in the late seventies, early nineteen eighties. Holy moly! Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and of course he waited. The California 100- Berkeley Project. Ah, that's right. That's right. And and of course never mind that he made it a point to write an autobiography and said nope nobody can read this for until i've been dead for 100 years mm-hmm. that, that's a whole nother thing uh, came out in 2010 hit the new york bestsellers list yes it wow. did yes it did the, how many volumes is, is there of that thing four three, four. three or four i can't remember off the top like, of my head <laughs> but i mean the chutzpah of the guy <laughs> to say that somebody's going to care about what i have to say 100 years after i'm dead i'm like man he was like really a marketing genius i'm like oh, come on most definitely he'd have, he'd have loved that he'd have looked around at facebook and instagram and all of this stuff he would and, have owned it oh yeah oh he yeah he would have been he would have been a the kardashian of <laughs> instagram and facebook because he just he was a self-promoter through and through oh but we digress uh, but we digress Once again. again yes uh so as far as uh, your uh you know in, in, well Talk about once you get all of this done, once you're done here, you're going to be here as we record this for another couple of weeks. Yep. Then, then what? Uh, so then we go back. We go back for periods of training back to Aurora. So we'll go back for about two days, and then we have the option to go home over winter break. And then after that, go back to campus for another few days of training, and then we'll go out for our first 12-week project. Now it could be 12 weeks in one place, or it could be six weeks in two different places we can move around. Then we'll go back again for another week of training and transitioning, getting ready for our third round project, which is another 12-week project. And then we come back to campus and graduate in July. Mm. And this, and so the 12-week project will be all the same people that you're with now. You stay together, or is it? No, so actually in our um, campus and in my unit, the fire unit, we'll be switching for round two. Not necessarily we'll switch from two to three, but we will be switching our teams and location. It'll be somewhere within the southwest, the nine states that we serve. So it could, and you have, at this point, you have no idea what that next assignment's going to be. I got no idea yet. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is kind of the, kind of the cool part of it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, finding out super early, like I'm excited to just be in Hannibal and be in the moment. So I don't want to be distracted yet by some other upcoming work that we're going to be doing. So but thinking I'm thinking about with, like the next project yeah. and what you're going to have to do for that. Exactly. And, and so. next team and stuff like that and figuring out that new dynamic. So we work super well together, my team. Mm-hmm. So, so after, I mean, you were telling me earlier, you're, you're, you're studying business. Yeah. So I went to college for business management, um, which is kind of why I came back a second year. I love doing the service work, but being able to work with a lot of nonprofits was awesome. Something I'm considering rather nonprofits than big corporate America. So I love business. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, well, and you're definitely dealing with. I mean, when you're bringing people together from all around the country, and you're working with those dynamics, um, I would think you know that would that would definitely serve you well in the in the future. So, oh yeah, most, most definitely. I think we should probably end with the grand question, <laughs> the grand or the, or how how about the the grand the thing that will make the folks back on campus say, oh my gosh, you did an amazing job in this podcast. We're going to spread it. You are going to be the face of AmeriCorps because you did so well. In your opinion, yeah, no pressure, by the way. No, no. Yeah. no, no, no uh, <laughs> I'd love to be the face of AmeriCorps. It's okay. <laughs> yes. um, um, why would, 
what is either what is your reason? Um, why did you join AmeriCorps, or why do you think people um, in the you said the eighteen to twenty four yeah. range? Why do you think that they should um, give AmeriCorps a, a try? So personally, I joined. I was looking into the Peace Corps a lot. I'm interested in different service work. Um, so f- reading more about that at twenty two, I wasn't ready to leave for two and a half years and go alone for the first time in another country I've never been to. But I would say everybody should give a chance with AmeriCorps. I love it. It's just 10 months of service that you get to give back to local communities, communities you've never been to. You get to meet amazing people. I met some of the most wonderful people last year that are great friends and great sponsors that I could go back and visit. And you just get to travel around and work with different people and give back to local communities and work in a bunch of different focus areas that we have and see what really suits you and what maybe you'd be interested in that you didn't think about before. Yeah. I mean, from collecting toys to building trails, you've, yeah. you've done quite the gamut. <laughs> yeah. And I've loved all of it. They all have positives to it. And they're all so different. Uh, hiking a trail every day to and building it and clearing it is so different than going out and asking for donations for toys but they're both so amazing yeah yeah all all a matter of all matter of service yeah exactly it's all about the service work yeah there you go so any any chance after after uh, everything is done uh, any chance of uh, you maybe coming back at some point and just saying 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 hey come back and visit and do uh, you know do the do the mark twain stuff properly or or whatever yeah, um, I'd love to maybe after graduation this year, including my projects last year, just kind of doing a little long road trip back home to visit the places I worked in and lived in. Um, I never thought I was going to live in Missouri for over three months. I did that last year, and I'm back again this year, ah. and I've loved it. So I'd love to come back and visit all the communities I worked in and show it off to my parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, yeah, you got to come through here in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a little warmer, maybe. A little, little warmer. And it could be, you know, you could come back in May and it could be 100, or you could come back in June and it could be, or July and it could be 80, because it's supposed to be 60 later on this week. Exactly, <laughs> so, yeah. And know. and we had, uh, you know, we had a major snowfall over the weekend, so it, you just, you don't like the weather, you hang around for 20 minutes and it'll do something different. It's just kind of the way it works. Well, if you, if you decide to come and, and do your road trip, definitely make sure to let us know because we'd love to, um, to know how this ended up and then how your, how your next journeys uh, continued. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Yes. So, Caitlin Smith, so we, we thank you so very much. And, and we thank you for being with us uh, on the Rivertown Review podcast. I'm Harold Smith. Megan Rapp. And that is episode 28, and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us for Rivertown Review, the podcast. For more information on all things Hannibal, visit our website, rivertownreview.com. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com. And be sure and join Megan and Harold next time for Rivertown Review, the podcast.